Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at Super Talk dot fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from we appreciate all you guys out there our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there uh taking care of us we want to thank our sponsors at strange brew coffee house and churn and spoon ice cream start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at strange brew coffee house here in starkville or at brupolo over in tupelo be a little weird robbie if brupolo was in fayette that would be weird I've not been Lafayette, Lafayette, not Lafayette. No, not not Lafayette and not Lafayette County. Fayette, I Mississippi. F- I feel like we need to, you know, you talk about the, the fall camp thing. I feel like we need to force people to say Lafayette. Lafayette? Instead of, about, instead of Lafayette. The home where, where Ole Miss is, the yes. county. They get mad at you, I think. I mean – what is the where did it derive from? Where where is Well, I mean Lafayette is a French word, obviously. Correct. It's it was like a like a general or something from like uh, well, yeah, whatever they call like their dukes over there. They're you know, they have like, they have the Marquis, the Marquis de Lafayette. Gilbert Domatier Marquis de Lafayette. Did you Google that or did you just pull yes, something out of you out of your butt there? I did. Okay. Uh, he was a general in the in the uh, Continental Army. Okay. So getting a history lesson today. On and and I'm, you know, I'm guessing that that's where Lafayette or Lafayette came from as well. But I, I could I be don't wrong. Know, I, I've never known why it's pronounced differently. It's like they they just want to be different. Correct. Well, we we yes. We're talking about Fayette, Mississippi here today. That sounds okay. south Mississippi. Completely unrelated. 61 south between Port Gibson and Natchez. There you go. Yes. All righty then. Well, <laughs> thanks for the history lesson. Uh, no matter where you are in our fine state, you can always have Strange Brew Coffee every morning. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machine is sitting in your kitchen right now, they've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. Only College Corner has the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Shop online at collegecornerstore.com or check out either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Humble Taco, today's Wing Wednesday at Humble Taco. It's more than just an appetizer now. They, they, they sell a 12-piece, which means boom. You're eating, that's, that's a meal. That's a meal of their Mexican smoked wings, which are so good. You've got to check them out if you haven't done so already. And, of course, check out the whole menu. I see that Robbie went to Humble Taco. Did you go? You went with the wife, huh? I did. I did. The, it, was... uh, the, 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 you know, it's, it seems like something like a kid would eat, but 
right cheesy rice with chicken is a good oh, meal. Yeah. That's a good yes. meal. You know, I, I like I like chicken tenders and chicken uh, nuggets, just like the next kid out there. But mm-hmm. this was an adult meal, Brian. This was something that I couldn't even finish. Yeah. And they've really got the chips and salsa has been perfected over there. I mean, it, I haven't been it's to Humble good. Taco in a while. I just haven't been able to get over there. Yeah. And I, I told Becky, you know, let's go to Humble Taco. I haven't been forever. It was outstanding. It was That's outstanding. All. That's all you need to know. So next time you're in Starkville and you're thinking Mexican, but you don't want the same old, same old. You want Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. You want Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs is the place to go. When you're looking for a quick, easy, and delicious lunch, download the free Firehouse Subs app, and all you've got to do is place your order online. It's ready within minutes, and every time you order online with that app, you are piling up reward points. Your next sandwich will be on the house. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison, Firehouse Subs. Normally, we would but, do an opponent preview right, today, first, but... Brian, that they did... They did call. They did call um, Lafayette. You know, it's it's named after the same exact guy, okay. same general, okay, as the, as Lafayette. So they are purposely changing the pronunciation of this. It's kind of infuriating. And what what's also interesting is well, Robbie, believe, just put that on the list of things that's kind of infuriating about that area. It fits the it fits the mold there. Yeah. What's what's Checks interesting out. is. I think Starkville is also named after a continental general. It is John John Stark. John Stark. So yeah, both but... of those both of those uh, towns, mm-hmm. home of two competing universities, named after. It's almost like they're not that different. Exactly. You know, uh, unlike what some people would tell you. Um, yes. Normally today would be an opponent preview day, but couldn't line up an interview for today. That'll be for tomorrow. We'll move. Um, our Texas A&M preview to our Friday show. We'll talk to Owen Buchanan from Texags on that show. Also on tomorrow's show, we're giving a little preview here. It's finally happening. Chris Parson set to announce his commitment live. Now, wh- where can people find that? Because I know it's it's in connection with 24-7. Will that be a live feed on the 24-7 website? Or how? where exactly do they need to go? You can go to the 247 uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, we we've just launched a YouTube channel not too long ago, and I mean that thing is right now it's hopping. It's over seven thousand subscribers. I wish I could have that many. Um, and they they do they do live announcements all the time. Like that's something okay. that we've really put an emphasis on is getting these live announcements. And um, you know we'll talk a little bit more about that on on Thursday yeah. on, for on Friday, Friday but, show, yeah. You're not just you're not just going to get you know the Chris Parson thing when you subscribe to that. There's a ton of stuff on yeah. there. They have their podcasts and stuff like that. So it's worth the subscription. Yeah. So check that out uh, on uh, on Friday. Robbie is. I'm sure we'll tweet a link, and I will. I will just retweet Robbie. I will not quote tweet. I will just retweet what you re- you tweet about that link. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. I promise. They actually. I'm looking at the upcoming live streams. They already have uh, Parsons. Uh, ready scheduled to go 4 p.m. So yeah, yeah, we, we we feel pretty good that you you'll feel pretty good if you watch it. So uh, two games to do in the countdown that'll be later in the show. But for right now, what we're going to do is we're going to break the schedule down in terms of winnable games. And what I mean by that is this: there's four games on the schedule, the non-conference games. I think Robbie and I are both in agreement that State's going to get all four of those. We feel confident that Memphis, Arizona. Bowling Green, East Tennessee State will all be wins for the Bulldogs. 
On the other side of that coin, you have Alabama and Georgia that at this time, without the without the, the benefit of new information, we both think State's going to lose those games. So there's four and two, right? That's kind of the base we're working from for Mississippi State this season. So that leaves, obviously, six games, all conference games. And Mississippi State will, will range in these games from a small underdog to a small favorite. They will, This is definitely a – these are toss-up games. You can't say with any kind of real certainty that State's going to win or lose any of them at this time, I would think. So these are the games that make or break Mississippi State season. It's, it's never good, Robbie, when you have a schedule where you have like six swing games. You'd rather just have one or two that are the difference between maybe seven wins and nine wins or eight wins and ten wins. But with State, you've got six games here that are the difference, honestly, between I, – I would say it's it's unlikely State would lose them all. But between five and seven and – Ten and two, nine and three. Yeah, that's that's just where state is on the schedule. So let's look at these games. Let's start with the the first one on the schedule, and that's at LSU. This is a series that for me has gotten a lot more competitive, obviously, in the last five six years. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these. Well, you know, state's only won twice in Baton Rouge. Irrelevant. What happened in 2012, 2004, 1996? Irrelevant to what happens in 2022. And State won the last time they were down there, obviously, in, in one of the most poorly defended games in the history of college football by LSU. I, I look at this game and I say, you're catching LSU very, very early. They should be 2-0. and They should have some confidence, but they're playing Florida State, who I don't think is going to be very good, and then they play Southern, and that's not Southern Miss, Southern University. They can't have answered a whole ton of questions about themselves. I don't know if State's going to win this game or not, but I do think it's at the absolute best place on this. Outside of playing them week one, this is probably the best place to play LSU. Yeah, very similar to 2020 in that, you know, they're probably going to be getting their feet under them early on. Brian Kelly, new staff, uh, probably changing some philosophy a little bit. You know, you still have a really good staff and you still have some great players. So, I mean, this isn't going to be a cakewalk for Mississippi State by any means, but no. I think it is a winnable ball game, um, as winnable as you can get against LSU and Baton Rouge at night. And uh, really important. I mean, you come out of these first three games unscathed, and then you get Bowling Green, and you're talking about college game day at the you know first Saturday in October. Mm-hmm. This is a really important game for State. Can they get off to a hot start here? Because this is going to change the the thoughts of many around the country on Mississippi State if they're able to win this game. Because LSU is going to be ranked in this game. They'll, they'll yes. be in 15, 16, maybe high as high 13 or 14. Uh, and if you can go into Tiger State, the same way it did kind of in 2014. And I'm not saying that these two teams are going to have similar seasons, but State went to LSU and won that game. And then they went, they were 16th in the next poll. They went from unranked to 16th and would have been higher. Uh, as I recall, there was one guy who just left them out of the poll entirely and, and, and admitted he's like, oh, I just missed them. I'm very sorry. I made a mistake. So it could have been, you know, 14th or 15th. Which so that happens a lot. I does. vote in the AP poll and people think if there's some kind of conspiracy, sometimes you just forget. Yeah. People are people. You're a person. It's hard to, it's hard to really, to rank 25 teams correctly. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. 
especially when you get especially to, when you don't watch them all. And when you get to like the you know behind fifteen, like sixteen to twenty five, it's kind of tough to to uh, put the, the right teams at the right spot. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, with with this game, yeah, this is a big game. This is a game that really it's a tone setter for this season. It's a tone setter in terms of if State wins this game, they are well on their way to an eight win season. I think. At, at, at worst. But if they lose this game, they're going to have to find a way. They're going to have to struggle a little bit and grind out to have a chance to win eight. I will tell you now that in my eight and four prediction, and we'll be sending out the uh, the media poll uh, probably next week, to be honest with you. So, you know, our annual uh, Thunder and Lightning media poll where I, I, I quiz everybody on the beat about what they think this team is going to look like. I'll go and tell you that of my eight and four, this is a loss as we sit here right now. Now, maybe that's some personal bias creeping in. Because maybe I'm 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 being hypocritical and using my own words against myself, and I'm just thinking, gosh, I mean, it's just LSU and State. It's just so tough down there. But right now, I say State loses this game. What about you? Yeah, I'm still. You know, I've had this as a loss for State. Mm-hmm. I'm still there right now, um, and that might change when you get to this week uh, <laughs> when the, when they're playing them. But. Right now, that's where I am. It's just, like you said, so difficult to win there, and especially at night. Mm-hmm. And as much as you say, like, you know, it doesn't – you know, what happened for the last 20 years doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's still a thing, Tiger Stadium at night. Um, you know, LSU beating – Mississippi State beating LSU at Death Valley. Because, you know, 2020, I kind of throw out the window because there was like 5,000 people there. It was almost like an empty arena match between these two teams, uh, you know, that, that's a little different than what we're going to see in Baton Rouge on September 17th. And I'm really excited, by the way. I'm, I'm going to be there for that game. I have never been to a football game at Tiger Stadium. And have I'm you been to Baton Rouge? Time. I have. I've been, I've been to Baton Rouge. Yeah, you got to about the, the, the chimes, yeah. yeah. I, I've been to baseball and basketball in LSU, but I've never been to a football game. It's kind of strange. That is kind of strange. I won't lie. All right, so that brings us to the uh, two weeks after this game. Mississippi State on the 1st of October, you just kind of mentioned it. Mississippi State will host Texas A&M. So Robbie and I have got them 3-1 and one at this point. We're kind of doing the, the, the schedule preview here, but it, it's fine. We'll come back to it. Um, one of the points I'm going to talk about with, with Olin tomorrow when we get him on the, on the, on the, on the pod is that I don't think the national media, and I certainly don't think fans nationally, understand how competitive this series has been since AM got in the, in the, in the SEC. It's tied. It's, it's 5 5. And mm-hmm. states, won, states won five of the last eight. You know, they, they lost both games when Manziel was there. Since then, they've won five of the last eight. They won last year in College Station. I don't know what it is about Mississippi State that gives AM such fits. Because it's not the same coach, right? It's not. It's gone Mullen. He had success against them. Moorhead was one and one, and Leach is one and one. Three different coaches, three different philosophies. Yet every time Mississippi State has found a way. Now the real common denominator is Nick Fitzgerald, who was three and zero against the Aggies as a starter. Absolutely dominated them. Eleven touchdowns in three games. But last year, Will Rogers had one of his better games out there, and defensively, this was a very good game for Mississippi State. A lot of positive for Mississippi State in this game. I'll go ahead and tell you that, again, looking at my prediction, I think State's going to win this game. 
I do too, and it's a trendy upset pick. It is for, for people, you know, in the South and really nationally too. I, I wonder, you know, Texas A&M, I'm not like saying they're not physical, but it seems like State's physicality in the past has bothered them. Yes. You know, when State has just like come out and just pounded them, like that has been an issue for them. And I, I think there might be something to that. But this is a this is definitely people have their antennas up for this game. People yeah. it, it's not a it's not gonna shock anybody if Mississippi State wins this ball game. That's but, why I have State winning this game as well, just because I playing at home, yeah. they've had a lot of success against AM. I think the reason people have their antennas up more than anything though is that the week after this is Texas A&M plays Alabama. Yes. And it's just a classic look ahead kind of situation. Yep. And, and so that's, it, I, mean, I mean, it, it screams, State. screams upset. It does. And, you know, I don't know, would it, would it really be an upset? This has been a well, competitive series, like you said. Especially but, if State can find a way to beat LSU and they're 4-0, it's not, probably not really much of an upset. Yeah. Th- this is an A&M team. We did, the, we did the preview for them and we'll do a little bit more um, on them as well, but this is a team. When we were talking about them that on the SEC preview, that I thought would struggle in the front end and get it together at the back. And I think this is kind of the beginning. This is kind of, I, th- I think they're going to have two tough weeks against State and Bama, and then I think they start to get it back on track. Because I, I don't believe in A and M. I think that every year they're over overhyped, but. I do think they're going to have the talent, and Jeff Fisher is still not Jimbo Fisher. Jeff Fisher is the yeah. is the NFL version of Texas A and M. Jimbo Fisher um, is eight and four. Jeff Fisher is eight and eight. That's right. Um, I, I think he's still a good coach, really good coach, and I think the players are too good. They're going to be able to figure it out in the back end, but I think this could be the start of a bad stretch for them. We shall see. That, that, that It'll be interesting to watch, for sure. And remember, when we did our preview, I have A&M with a loss coming into this game, too. I have them losing to Miami. I think they're going to lose that game. Uh, the State's 4-1 and one going into Arkansas. That's what we've got. I think State can beat, will beat Arkansas. I think that they're going to get that monkey off of their back this year. I just feel like at home, especially if, if we're correct, and when I do these predictions, guys, this is just a Brian thing. Maybe other people do it differently. Maybe everybody just takes every game just sort of as its own. But I look at it in terms of this. If State's 4-1 and one, and they've beaten Texas A&M at home, that Arkansas game, that's going to be a good environment, good crowd, good atmosphere. I feel like that's, you know, State would have some momentum at that point, especially these next two games are, are going to be really tough for Mississippi State after this. I feel like they would be ready to set up and get a win there. So I'm going to give State the win against Arkansas here to push them to 5-1. and one. Yes, yeah, I'm here. I think this is going to be a really competitive game. It has been for um, the last couple of years, and I think State's able to get over the hump here. They they need this game. They really need both of those home games because we both got them losing to LSU. We know they got some tough uh, road games ahead. They need to get those two games. You get those two games, and you're, you're in really good shape for eight wins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is because I, you know, what's funny is Robbie is I really like this Arkansas team. I think I have them ten and two, but I have them losing this game. So, for whatever reason, I just feel like State's going to get that monkey off their back with Arkansas this year. Um, they were so close last year; they should have won the game if they had been able to kick the football. They would have, 
but they didn't. So, so five and one is where we're going to have Mississippi State. All right, so State five and one, and now they hit the road to take on Kentucky. You and I have taken a lot of heat, obviously, over the past few few weeks and months that we both think that Mississippi State is going to go up to Kentucky and and come out a loser on this one. I just feel like that atmosphere. I I feel like Kentucky. I have to go back and look at the schedule, but they might be undefeated. They certainly won't have more than one loss. Uh, State has not done well on the road up there the last three trips, and I know there are extenuating circumstances for some of those games, but regardless of that, State did not win those games. And again, I'm not talking, you know, I understand that the history thing, but it's just one of those things right now where State hasn't been able to win there recently. The the home team has not, has dominated the series since 2015. So, I just feel like this Kentucky team is good enough to give Mississippi State trouble. I've got State losing this one. I keep going back. You know, people talk about, well, you know, in 2016, that team wasn't any good. You know, we had Joe Moorhead in 2018. 2020 was, you know, nobody could move the football offensively, whatever. When 2014, the best team, one of the best teams ever struggled with a five-win Kentucky team at Kentucky. I mean, this is a game that I consider close to a, a, a it's a toss-up, really, and it's at Kentucky. So I'm going to lean towards Kentucky. I'm not that confident that State's going to lose this game. I consider it a toss-up. I think it's a very winnable ball game. It's it's not a surprise, Robbie, that we've done four games thus far, and we have State winning both the home games and losing both the road games. It's tough to win on the road. Very hard to win in, in the SEC, especially in the road. So I, I think people are just, you know, they're they're getting a little, they're getting a little too cocky on this Kentucky matchup because of what State's been able to do at home and forgetting about what State's done at Kentucky. The last three games have been really bad performances from Mississippi State at Kentucky, and the 2014 game was not a good one either. Uh, but they just happened to win that one. So I mean. I, I feel like people are having a little short memory on this game, and I don't think that it's a given like a lot of people do. I'm leaning towards Kentucky here. I can change my mind when we get to this point. But yes. as of right now, having not seen either one of these teams play any any games yet, I'm going to lean towards Kentucky for now. Yeah. Uh, next game for the state on the schedule is the Alabama game. We obviously think State's not going to take that one. So we've got State 5-3 and three when they come home to start the month of November against the Auburn Tigers. I think of this group, Robbie, this is the group, this is the game I'm, I feel State is most likely to win. I think State's getting this one just kind of regardless of what happens the rest of the way. I have no faith in Auburn. I don't know for sure that Brian Harson will even still be the head coach of the Auburn Tigers at when we get to this game. If things go the way that I predict them to go, he might not be. Um. And State, you know, last year, I mean, one of the weirdest games ever, but after State went down 28-3, to they completely dominated the game in a fashion that they didn't again all season and had not before that and really hadn't done in a few years in terms of playing a quality, a decent team. I mean, Auburn was a six-win team last year. But I, I just feel like State has the weapons on both sides of the ball. They'll be able to neutralize Auburn, and they'll get the win here. And so I'll put State at 6-3. and three. If that game last year was a night game, I don't think State wins. You might be right. You know, we talk about the you know the home field advantage in the SEC, and I think it comes into play in this particular game. But last year, the fact that Auburn is an 11 a.m. game, they got out to that big lead and everybody left, I think was a major factor. 
Um, and I think Mississippi State's crowd is going to play a major factor in this game. I'm really interested to see where Auburn's mindset is coming in this game. Is this like the tail end of Brian Harson, or have they rallied around him? Mm-hmm. What, what's going to be the attitude of the team and the direction of the team at this point? Right now, I like State in this game. State's been pretty good against Auburn. Um, it's been a series very similar to that A&M series. Mm-hmm. State's been State's been pretty good, especially at home. And again, um, another series that the national media and national fan bases don't recognize. I, I, we, I would tell you if you said who has won the last ten games, who's won? What's the record of the last ten games between Auburn and Mississippi State? The average fan who doesn't know would say probably like eight two nine one Auburn. And I think it's five. I see they're five, five or six, four Auburn. Yeah, and uh, you know I I like State in this game as of today. Again, I don't know what Auburn's going to do at quarterback. If it's out, if it's Zach Calzada, uh, I, we've seen him. I, I just I don't I don't understand why we're supposed to believe he's going to be a significantly better quarterback at Auburn than he was at A and M. Um, if it's T.J. Finley, we've seen him. He was right. not very good either. So, quarterback is a very important position. I don't feel confident in either one of those quarterbacks, but I do feel confident in Will Rogers. There you go. So, six and three is where we both have Mississippi State. Then they play the Georgia game, which we'll both say State's going to lose. And then you have East Ten- You have a. Uh, am I skipping one? Did I skip a game? No, you're talking about Georgia. Okay. So, that would be six and four, right? Yeah. Yes. Six and four. And then East Tennessee State, seven and four. And then you have the Egg Bowl, the ultimate toss up game. I never have a good feeling about it one way or the other in terms of how I, you know, even when State's good or when Ole Miss is good and the other team isn't as good, I, I always feel like something can happen in that particular game. Right now, I think State would win. She said, make your, if I had to make my prediction today, I would take Mississippi State to win that game. That could change tomorrow for me. I might have a different feeling about it tomorrow, but right now, State just has fewer questions than Ole Miss does. That's how I see it. So I see State winning this game to finish eight and four. Yeah, I'm. You know, I I picked Ole Miss the other day. I'm still I'm still picking Ole Miss for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying seven and five. This is the same exact setup going into the Egg Bowl for Mississippi State last year. It is. They had won seven ball games, got a chance to to win eight, which doesn't get done here often. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to come through. They need to. They they have to win this game. You know, right now I'm giving Ole Miss the edge just because I I assume that they're going to be good on offense, um, and I think they're going to be pretty good on defense. Uh, but I, you know, it's it's close right now, which tells me it's probably going to be close when these two teams meet again. Um, on Thanksgiving. So, I, you know, I, I'm still going with Ole Miss for now, but there are a ton of questions. They have a ton of talented players on that offense. You know, Zach Evans is probably going to be pretty good. Michael Triggs probably going to be pretty good. They should have some solid receivers. They have two quarterbacks that can throw the ball. Uh, we know they have arm talent, but, you know, how are they going to handle being the guy? And the fact that there still is not a quarterback there um that's clear cut number one is uh is should be a little bit of a concern Mm -hmm. um jackson dart was brought in for that reason and he hadn't been able to beat out uh luke altmeyer yet so i don't know they're they're very it's a very weird team that they're in a offense that should be good for the skill set that they have 
but there's so many different faces these guys brought in from all over then and you're having so many guys that you're having to promise a certain amount of reps to and it's a good case study for the for watching how the transfer portal is going to work in the future and I'm in, I'm very intrigued to see how Ole Miss does this season I agree I agree so I say eight and four Robbie's going to say seven and five and and Robbie's scenario is, is it's incredible how one game you talk about a different show after the Egg Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. My show after the Egg Bowl, my scenario, everybody's in a great mood, everybody's happy, everybody's moving forward with Mike Leach. Your scenario after the Egg Bowl, we will be talking about a hot seat, we will be talking about disappointment, we will be talking about is Mike Leach going to make it here at Mississippi State? Just on that one Set- game. Seven regular season wins and an egg bowl loss not gonna third be good straight enough. year would not be good. Would not be good. Would not uh-uh. be good. nobody's nobody's getting behind that. Right. And uh the, the off season will be significantly worse than this past off season with the apathy that it kind of set in. Now people are starting to get excited now. We're we're less than a month away. Right. And people are starting to when there's you some start people seeing talking those videos when you start yeah, seeing the, the hype videos coming out of practice, you just can't help but get excited. About. Practice reports, we're talking about how great yeah. the wide receivers look. You know, people are starting to talk themselves into, this team might be able to win 10 games. Yeah. You know, they, they might be 10-2. and two. I, I think Georgia and Bama are the only two losses guaranteed, which is what we've said on this show. We, right. <laughs> we feel like – We just said think, it. I still think that Georgia game is a sneaky ball game, but um, people are starting to talk themselves into, I think this team might win 10. Yeah. And and they're ready to get a tattoo of Mike Leach on their back, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's starting to get that that way. All right, let's move on into the countdown. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend's coming up fast. If you haven't headed to the grocery store yet, get, get, grab something to put on the grill. It's time to do it, and it's time to go grab some big steaks, some burgers, or maybe just put a whole brisket on the smoker and go all out. Maybe buy your own cow. I don't know. I know some guys who can hook you up with that. Uh, if, you, if you're interested in buying your own uh, steer, longhorn steer to, to get some uh, some meat off of, I know a guy for that. But regardless of how you're doing it, you know you want to put beef on the grill. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. If you're looking for recipes or if you're just looking for information about our beef providers here in the state of Mississippi, you can go to msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked Southern soul food. We need to get there. I need to get. I need to go get some smoked wings. I am on a smoked wings, you know. I've been deprived of them now. I feel like I'm starting to get the shakes a little bit. Need to need to make. I need to, to get those into my system. Going to make that happen very, very soon, as should you. Only a couple more weeks until football season, and then you know Two Brothers is going to be smoking both literally and figuratively every night. It'll be a great place for you to hang out this football season. Don't miss a good time at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. Every business promises it. Vantage Business Systems delivers it. And they've been doing that for 47 years. So you know that they're telling the truth. You know that they're telling you when they say, hey, we take care of our customers. You know it's the truth because nobody stays in business that long when they're not doing that. So when you need new technology at your business, when you need a new copier, new printer, new computers, you call Advantage Business Systems, and when something goes wrong, you can have faith that that service call is going to be answered promptly, courteously, and you're going to get taken care of and back up and running in no time at all. Their number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do 
business. Back into the countdown here. We got two games since we need to catch up from yesterday. Uh, two good games here. Two very fun games to remember for Mississippi State fans. We'll start at number uh, 17. Is that where we are? Yeah, 17. And we our tease was under the lights. And that game is the 1982 game against LSU uh, here in Starkville for the first time, as we discussed the other day, since 1923, LSU comes to, to Scott Field for the first time under the lights at Scott Field and loses 20 or state, state wins uh, 27-24. Let's talk about this LSU team for a second. They were on their route to the Sugar Bowl as the SEC champions. This might be one of the most overrated teams I've ever seen in my life. Listen to their schedule to get to the point that they were at. All right. This is crazy. So when they played Mississippi State, they were 7-0-1. Undefeated, one tie. They'd beaten Oregon State, who finished 1-9-1. Rice, who finished 0-11, beat a decent Florida team, who finished 8-4, tied a 6-5-1 Tennessee team, beat an 0-10-1 Kentucky team. A four and seven South Carolina, a four and seven Ole Miss, and then coming into Starkville, they had gone to Alabama and won. That's their best win of the year. They beat Alabama 20 to 10. Now, State had won the previous two games against LSU in this series. Emily Ballard, and as we all know, John Bond famously never lost to LSU as a starter. I think there was there's a lot of there's a lot of stories that LSU fans were throwing sugar. They had brought bags of sugar into the stadium. Because their next two games were non-conference games. If they had won this game, they would have gone to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, but they didn't. And Dana Moore with the uh, the field goal there at the end to give the Bulldogs a 27-24 win. LSU would end up 8-3-1. Uh, and one. They, they lost three of their last four games. They lost to State. They beat Florida State. Then they lost to Tulane. That had to be a really bad... L- Imagine State... In a season where with two weeks left, you think you're going to go to the Sugar Bowl and win the SEC. And then at the end of the year, it's not that you lose to Ole Miss, you lost to Southern. Yeah. That would be brutal. And then they Aren't lost you- their, they went, they ended up going to the Orange Bowl where they lost to my to Nebraska uh by once. They finished eight, three, and one that LSU team. Were they throwing oranges at people then? Probably so. Aren't State you finished glad five it- and six on the year. Not not, not you know, coming off of back to back bowl games, there's probably a lot of hope for state, but they just lost a lot of close games that year. They lost by uh, by 10 to Florida, by 7 to Georgia, who ended up playing for the national title. They won the SEC. They played a good Miami team that would have had Bernie Kosar still as their quarterback. Lost to Alabama in Jackson by 8. I was at that game, now that I think about it. And uh, yeah, but finished the year strong, beating LSU and Ole Miss. But this was a good win. 27-24 over the Tigers. Anytime you beat LSU, it's good. It's hard to believe you- Go ahead. Aren't you glad they were throwing bags of sugar and that bags of other things? Well, that would be later. That's usually at Tiger Stadium. It's hard to believe. Uh, they, they don't care a, where it is. To be honest yeah. with you, I, I've seen I've seen the LSU fan take someone's cowbell out of their hands as they were walking down the steps, leaving mm-hmm. the game, and ring it right in their face and hand it back to them. That LSU fan was probably from, like from Illinois or something. Certainly not from South Louisiana. Great people there. Yeah, of course. Uh, Hard to believe State had a five-game winning streak against LSU. They won 80, 81, 82, 83. And then the year after Bond left, they won again <laughs> uh, in 84. And then the next year, lost on a last-second field goal 
So could have had a six game winning streak against the uh, Tigers. I've always, I've brought this up a few times. This series was like really, really close. And then Jackie Sherrill came and state could not, he could not beat LSU. He couldn't beat them and he could beat Bama. It was weird. It was weird. No, it was weird. Bama dipped. Bama dipped mm-hmm. a little bit. They, they That's LSU some, dip. State lost to some bad LSU teams. In yeah, game. LSU was not good for a while. Right. So. All right. So let's move on to our uh, number sixteen game. Much, much more recent and a very fun game to reminisce on. Two thousand and fourteen is the year. Mississippi State, Texas A and M, eleven a.m. Easily, in my opinion, the most electric atmosphere states ever had for an 11 a.m. game and state gets the win over the previously undefeated and top 10 ranked Aggies uh 48 31 the LSU game I remember watching that and thinking okay state might be pretty good this year this was a good win this was the game where you're like no this team is special because they just manhandled Texas A&M Richie Brown's finest moment as a Bulldog three interceptions this game Dak Prescott and Josh Robinson couldn't be stopped um, Deronia Wilson had a big game, uh, but Dak was really, this is, this is where the Dak for Heisman stuff really starts to take off. And you start getting the idea that something big is happening in Starkville at this game. I just remember, you know, Joel and I had a podcast at the time and I, I remember mm-hmm. we talked about that, you know, it was kind of a, a travesty that state was playing an 11 AM game, right? Because this could have been a, a an electric atmosphere. It could have been really fun. Or turn out the atmosphere was awesome. Incredible. It was the best day game atmosphere Ever. outside of that that 07 Alabama game. As far as an 11 a.m. game, yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Um, so, I mean, it was great atmosphere. State just drug him up and down the field. This mm-hmm. was Kenny Hill came in with all the hype. Kenny Trail. He became Kenny Clipboard after this. <laughs> Not long after, yeah. Um, so, you know, it, Dak took center stage. You're exactly right. I mean, it, this was the separator. You know, it went from – you know, states played pretty good against you know a, a a couple of bad teams, Southern Miss, UAB. Yeah, we didn't really know what they had until that LSU and A and M game, and that all set up the Auburn game, which we said again, you know that that was going to be a another day game, and it was another electric atmosphere during the during the day there. Everybody was just really starting to feel that there was something special. You're exactly right. This game really set it off. Yeah. And so, a lot of fun. Very enjoyable game. The only thing that would have made it more enjoyable was being able to go home and watch Alabama beat Ole Miss, but unfortunately, that did not happen on this day. But You can't you can't have everything that you want. You can't, you can't always you get what it. you want. You've got to share it with Ole Miss. That is the state that's of Mississippi. Of we have to share so. things. So that's our uh, number 16 game, Mississippi State-Texas A&M from 2014, 48-31 to the Bulldogs. Tomorrow's game is a game I will not be able to speak a whole lot on. Maybe if we could drag David Murray's old bones in here, he could tell us about it. But we're just going to talk a little bit about it on tomorrow's show. We have two games to do tomorrow now that I think about it because we got to get one for Saturday. Is there a good teaser for the game? The other one... Heavens to Betsy is my teaser. Heavens to Betsy. Yeah. There we okay. go. All right. That's tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll set up uh, Texas A&M opponent preview with Olin Buchanan from Texags. Chris Parsons commits on Friday. We'll go ahead and get a preview in on that, plus from the countdown. So it should be a good show tomorrow. I hope you guys are here to enjoy it with us. Uh, for Robbie Vault, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.